Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is May 3rd, 2022. This is Tony in Saskatchewan, and this is another Canadian common sense rant. Well, as I had telegraphed on our Canadian common sense Facebook page, I would be reacting to the leadership list for those vying for leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. As we all know, the deadline to get the requisite signatures and requisite $300,000 deposit was Friday. And there were, allegedly, nine candidates who met that re those requirements, got their signatures, got their money in. But somehow only six candidates made the cut. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... How does that work? Now, the party had said that three candidates were disqualified and that they were told why they were disqualified, not meeting party standards, etc. I don't really know the full story. Unfortunately, none of us do except for those candidates. So who were the candidates that did not get in? They seem to be getting more attention right now, which will be gone with the next news cycle within a day or two. So Joseph Burgo, who uh, I was able to interview for this show, was one of those candidates. He actually had raised, I believe he said it was, it was over $400,000 that he would, had managed to raise and had his signatures. So he was well in for those, but he was not allowed onto the ballot. Um, Grant Abrams, I had never even heard that he was interested, that he had declared, but he's a gentleman from BC, and he allegedly handed in the signatures and the requisite $300,000, but also was disqualified from running in the election. So now, so much for the Saskatchewan candidate, and so much for the BC candidate, Mark Dalton, who was a well, I shouldn't say Vancouver area, Mission area MP, had dropped out due to uh, inability to raise the requisite amount of funds, just like Leona Alislev uh, dropped out because she was unable to, to raise the $300,000. And it is a high bar, or is it, really? Um, I'll get into that momentarily. And so we've got... Grant Abrams, who was not able to get in from BC. Joseph Burgo from Saskatchewan, who was not able to get in. And then Joel Etienne, who was a former candidate for the Conservative Party in Toronto, a Toronto lawyer, who also claimed he had gotten the requisite signatures and money in, but was not allowed onto the ballot. I'm really curious why that is. And now here's where the conspiratorial side comes into it. And I don't buy it because I don't have any evidence. But the Campaign Life Coalition was backing Joseph Burgo, so there's a good chance they gave him a fair chunk of money, and they're welcome to do that. That's democracy. You put your money where your mouth is, you support the candidates that best reflect your views. It's just the same way we vote, right? Well, it should be at least. And allegedly, Grant Abrams was also a, a pro-life social conservative type gent who may also have been supported by the Campaign Life Coalition. I don't know that, 
but there are several pro-life groups that may have supported him. Um, Joe Lechen, wild card. I have no idea what uh, where he got his backing from. But the conspiracy is that the Conservative Party was trying to keep the social conservatives out of the leadership race. Well, oops, you let Leslie Lewis in. She hasn't hit her social conservatism. But she's a smart lady. I mean, she's she's a conservative. She does have social conservative values, but she also has some pretty strong libertarian and fiscal conservative values. She's, to me, an all-around conservative. Um, I put her on par with Pierre Polyev that way, that she's a conservative's conservative. She's not you know, pigeonholed as a social conservative, unless, you, of course, you allow the mainstream media to talk because they will pigeonhole her as such. So, at the end of Sunday, there are now six candidates who will be on the ballot vying for the Conservative Party of Canada leadership. They are Pierre Poiliev, Jean Charest, Patrick Brown, Roman Baber, Scott Aitchison, and Leslin Lewis. All right, now, where are they all from again? Right, they're all from what we call Central Canada. Now, anybody who knows geography knows that geographically, the center of Canada is much further to the west of this area. But we have Patrick Brown from the greater Toronto area, from Brampton. We have Leslie Lewis from Toronto. We have Roman Baber from Toronto. We have Scott Aitchison from Huntsville, Ontario. Not far from Toronto, which is up in cottage country. We have Pierre Poiliev from Ottawa. And yes, he's going to make certain he lets everybody know that he was born and raised in Calgary. And I suppose I would too if I was him, just to give him some Western cred with the Conservative Party. And of course, Jean Charest from Sherbrooke, Quebec, which is not that far outside of that Laurentian Triangle that I love to talk about. So... Who are they representing? Now, <clears throat> I understand we have a lot of listeners in Ontario, and I love you all. And I have to say that we're in a different mindset in this part of the country. Now, I think that whoever wins this race, and I think it's going to be Pierre Poiliev, is going to have to do a lot to square the circle with Western conservatives as far as what's in it for us. And I know that sounds awful. And I know that what we're going to hear from these six candidates is, I can win Toronto. I can win the 905. And I hope that's true. Oh, do I hope that's true. But then I have to ask someone like Roman Baber, for example, who is an Ontario MPP from Toronto, who immigrated to Toronto from the Soviet Union as a, as a young teen, and I got to say, how much did you travel the country before this leadership race? And yes, I know you did come through Western Canada just recently. Was it your first time? Um, did you get to the Maritimes ever? So I wonder where, where his mind is at as far as his vision for the whole country when he hasn't really experienced it. Jean Charest, well, you know what? He's an old guy. He's been around a lot. So I think I could trust that he would have a national vision, one that I don't agree with, but at least I think Jean Charest would be capable of thinking of the whole country. Um, Leslie Lewis, she, she has certainly done her homework in the last leadership race. She 
crisscrossed this country like crazy. She actually won Saskatchewan in the last leadership race and did very well in Alberta. So she certainly has credibility in this part of the country. She certainly talks the talk, walks the walk. She knows what the issues are. So she's another one I think could have a good, strong national focus. Patrick Brown? Well, I mean, he was an Ottawa area MP. And then he became mayor of Brampton when he was was ousted as leader of the Ontario PC party. So again, um, has he ever visited Halifax? Um, Yellowknife? I don't know these questions, these answers, I should say, to that question. But I'm going to guess that he's going to be a little more laser focused on winning the GTA in the 905. Now, I'll stop myself right here because I get it. You win the GTA, you win that 905 vote, you've become government. It saddens me that such a small geographical area drives the boat. But that's Canada. That's our system. I'm good with that. But what I'm not good with is somebody who doesn't know one end of the country from the other because there's two focused on that Laurentian Triangle. And this is where all six of our candidates live, is in that Laurentian Triangle. I'm really afraid that some of these folks really need to get out into the hinterlands. Now, Scott Aitchison is probably as close as they get because being from Huntsville, at least he's in cottage country, at least he can tell you what natural trees look like. And, I mean, yes, I'm being facetious, but am I? I mean, we really need to have a leader that understands the whole country. And that's not easy. That's not easy because you actually have to spend time in all these different parts of the country to understand it. And I must admit, I've been all over this country and I love it. I haven't been to the Maritimes or Yukon. I've been everywhere else. And I can't say I know exactly how people think in certain areas of the country other than where I'm at now, but at least I've experienced it. And I'm not sure all of these folks have. And I know I've talked to people who have worked in Ottawa and especially who have worked in the government bubble in Ottawa. And they say that's exactly what it is. It's a bubble. They all work together. They all socialize together. They, for the most part, live together in the same neighborhoods. And they don't have a clue what goes on in the rest of the country because they just assume, <clears throat> excuse me, that everybody thinks like they do. Well, we don't. And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen when we've got half of our leadership candidates all from Toronto, that they're going to be thinking, well, like Toronto lawyers, that they are. And that could be a problem. That could be a problem being a Toronto lawyer thinking that people in Vancouver think the same way that you do because they don't. It could be a problem being a Toronto lawyer standing out in St. John's thinking that your issues are their issues and being sincere about it, but people in St. John's won't care. So I really hope that now that we've got these six candidates, that they get out there and they pound that pavement and they learn genuinely what all the issues are across the country and they would be wise to reach out to 
the other candidates who are not on the ballot and extend that olive branch and say, hey, you want to help me out? I'm really, really dismayed that all of our candidates are from that Laurentian triangle because then it makes it really easy for us to assume that we're going to have a Laurentian government no matter what party's in power. And that should scare the hell out of all of us. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.